Hey, Pillow Talk Pod Squad, it's your girl Simone, and you are now tuned into episode 302 of season three of Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. If you tuned into this last episode or other previous episodes, welcome back and thank you for listening. Shout out to my friends Don and LA from the What's a Good Guy podcast for being on that last episode. It was truly amazing. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about what we do here. So, Bonus and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast, was made for us to have open and intimate conversations with millennials of color. From relationships and dating to career and counseling, we cover the most important topics affecting us in our everyday lives. I started this thing up on January 24th, 2017, and I've had so many great conversations with even greater people. 2018 has been a monumental year for many of us. For some, it may have felt like we lost some battles, but in fact, we've won the war. Everyone has leveled up in some fashion and has been so beautiful to witness. Whether it is a new career, starting your business, tapping into your creativity, becoming a homeowner, going to school, working on being body positive, whatever it may be, we see you and we're rooting for you and we're going to continue to root for you in 2019. This year, we learned manifestation really works, especially when you do. This year, we've manifested new careers, new growth, new environments, new connections, and most certainly, new love. We're speaking profound love into your 2019, and I wanted to bring my friends Annalise and Bianca on to talk about what love looks like to them this day and age. They both have a unique yet similar story. They met their partners online. What once seemed like an unconventional space had turned into a norm today, and I thought it'd be great to hear about their stories of sifting through internet bots and trolls just to meet their match. So welcome, ladies. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Thanks for coming. I'm, like, so excited about this episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get started. Introduce yourselves. Tell the people what you've got going on, where they can find you, who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. Well, I'll start. Um, I'm Bianca. You can find me on the internet as Bianca Catherine. Um, I'm originally from Detroit, and I've been living in New York for almost like four years. I lived in L.A. for a hot minute, um, but I'm back on the East Coast. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bianca Catherine, and I'm also the creator and founder of Yo Soy Afro Latina. Awesome. Hey guys, um, Annalise. Um, I'm from New York. Um, I now live in Texas, recent to the South. I hey, think I moved in. <laughs> <laughs> I moved in March of 2018. Um, I spent a lot of time. I grew up in Long Island. I spent a lot of time back and forth between New York and London. So I always tell people I, I got like the best of both worlds growing up. Um, I work in marketing, more specifically digital and social media. So trolls on the internet been there done that seen them all <laughs> um both on a client side and then a personal side as well um you can find me on social media at la underscore vita with two a's and then underscore bell with two e's i'm sorry guys it's a little complicated <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an aim screen name <laughs> i know and it's like i had i made it such a long time ago and people just know that and i'm like i don't have the energy to change mm -hmm. it so i'm like whatever <laughs> and then on twitter you can find me at my name backwards which is Esselina. But I'm going to just have Simone put it in the, <laughs> for the podcast. I got you. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. So um, you each can go. Start from the beginning. Tell me how you met your partners. Like, I already heard these stories, but I absolutely <laughs> love them, and I can't wait for you to explain to the audience. So go okay. ahead, B. 
Okay. Um, well, my story with Bay is kind of like, I wouldn't say it's complicated, but there were some turns and twists. <laughs> so it basically started where um, when I originally moved to New York, it was back in like 2015, and I was on Tinder. You know, I was young, just got out of like a five-year relationship. So I was just kind of like on Tinder to just meet people and go on dates. Like I wanted to experience the city as like a single person. So I wanted to see what that was like. And I remember like going on Tinder and I I literally remember looking at her, her page and being like, there's no way like she can't be into girls. Like there just must be like a glitch. Cause you know how Tinder back in the day, there was like a glitch, you know? So uh-huh. sometimes you get served different people. Like if you were interested in women, sometimes you would get men or something. So I was like, there's no way. And I literally, like, was about to swipe left. Like, her profile was literally halfway there. I was like, let me just try. I was like, no, let me just try. So I swiped right, and we matched. And I was just like, oh, (laughs) okay. So that was, like, I would say around November of 2015. And we chatted. And it was really great. Like, we went – we chatted for about a week. We went on our first date at Big Bar in Lower East Side. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. It's a cute little spot. Um, It's like a perfect first date. We, like, went out at night. We were out until, like, 2 in the morning or something, like, drinking, talking. The conversation was great. Um, And we ended up, you know, chatting some more. But, like, low-key, she claims that I ghosted her. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, if you think about it, maybe I did that. But... Um, it was more so like at that time, it was like the end of the year, you know, the holidays were coming around and I, I really liked her, but I felt like she liked me more than I, that I wanted to like somebody at that point in time. Like Mm. I literally just wanted to date, you know? So I kind of felt bad. I didn't know what to do. And (laughs) I literally just, I guess, ghosted. Um, You ain't right. I know. I know. I know. I literally literally disappeared. And then I ended up moving to LA. So it was just like I ghosted on so many levels. You ghosted and you moved across the country. I know. know. Damn. That was crazy. So I felt really bad. Um, And that was like 2016. I ended up moving to LA. We didn't talk for a while. But like I didn't stop following her on Instagram. Like, we were friendly and cool, so we had followed each other on Instagram, even though I ghosted. But I was still, you know, around, still looking. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just kept my distance because I felt bad, and I was like, I'll probably never be in New York. Like, I probably won't go back for a while, so there's no point. And then I saw, like, around August of 2016, so it's literally almost been, like, a year. I saw she was in L.A., um, and I thought she moved there. Mm-hmm. So I messaged her, and I was like, hey, like, see that you're <laughs> out here. You hit her with the hey, big head. I literally did. <laughs> I literally did. And she was just like, I didn't think she was going to respond. And then she responded, and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm here for, like, the VMAs, because she was, like, working um, at MTV at the time. And she was like, yeah, I'm here for the VMAs, but I'll be back in October. October. So I was like, okay. So then we just started like slowly chatting, creating like a different sort of, I would say friendship or like relationship. It was, it was very much like a friendship versus in the beginning, it was like, you can tell we were dating to figure out what this was. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I was on the West Coast and she was on the East Coast, it was like less pressure. So we could literally just like get to know each other, you yeah. know? So that was like really helpful for me because I didn't know like, what I wanted like I knew I wanted love but I just didn't know if I was like ready to be like vulnerable and like commit (laughs) so I was like okay this like works out and she ended up coming out in October we went on our first like official date 
um, we stumbled upon like this art festival in like Beverly Hills. It was real bougie. It was so cute, <laughs> so bougie, so me. We didn't buy nothing, <laughs> but we was looking, um, and it was great. But um, she ended up going back to New York, so we, you know, was just chatting, and then one day. I asked her, I was like, it had to be like 2 in the morning, like East Coast, because it was like 11 or something, West Coast. And I asked her, I was like, so, like, what is this? Like, what do you want? You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't want to ask her, but I also, like, didn't want her to be single and, like, find somebody else. But, like, I was too chicken to ask her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, eventually, you know, what was it? November, oh, God, 12th, 13th? It was like two days it was like november like 11th or something west coast november 12th like east coast because she was four hours ahead of me and we like made it official what was it 2016 yeah so literally it was like a year to that date that i met her that we like made it official i just needed some time to like (laughs) figure things out Uh um and it wasn't like it wasn't like when i ghosted her it wasn't like Oh, I was dating around. I was sleeping around. It wasn't like that. It was literally like I just was enjoying myself and enjoying like being single and being courted low key. Mm-hmm. Like it was really nice to like go out and like not have to pay for drinks and dinner and like literally just be me in a city that I love. Like I had never experienced that before and I really liked her, but like I just was too nervous that like if I continued going on those small dates back in 2015 that like it was going to become serious real fast. So, like, mm. I kind of wanted to, like, pause on that. Mm. But it all worked out. Yeah, you know? right. Now look at us. <laughs> look two at years in. Uh-huh. Her, so, <laughs> that's our little story. That's such a beautiful story. Yeah, it's a little... I feel bad. I really No, bad. don't listen. <laughs> I'm sure she's gotten over it. You guys have a, a beautiful I mean, place together and a beautiful relationship. Yes. She still is she, hurt. No, she never, hurt. she'll never forget, though. She will okay. call me out. <laughs> Blame she'll her. I don't blame her. I'll be like, remember that one time? She'll, yeah. right. she'll be like that. She'll be like that one time you ghosted me. I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. That was over that. Right. So, no, but it's good. It was, I'm happy it worked out that way. Get comfortable with just like dating another woman in public and Mm -hmm. also like telling her family and friends. Like, everybody was really, really cool, but I think it was like for her, her family, her friends only knew her as like a straight, like black woman. You know what I mean? So it was just like her perception. She was so worried about perception. Mm. Yeah. So I think. The fact that I was on the East Coast, she was on the West Coast, it allowed both of us space to kind of figure out, like, what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially for her, it was, like, new territory. So So her coming out moment was announcing her relationship with you to her family. Yeah, basically, yeah. It was, like, her announcing that she was interested in somebody. You know what I mean? And she came out to her friends first, and she was just like, yeah, I'm, like, dating this girl. I really like her. And then when we were official, that's when she told her parents. Wow. Yeah. Okay, hold that thought because yes. I definitely want to get into the, the parent conversation later. So, yes, Annalise, go ahead and tell us your beautiful love story. Um. Okay, so the story starts back in, like, 2012, 2013. So my best friend, like, my childhood best friend, like, talking about, like, second grade, third grade, she went to Boston University. I was up in Albany, and every time we would get on FaceTime, there would always be – 
a boy in the background. Like, there would be her friends, and then there was always Javon in the background. <laughs> and he always used to be in the background, like, yo, tell your friend I'm going to marry her. Like, tell her I said what's up, blah, blah, blah. And no shade to him, but, like, he definitely had a glow up. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had, like, an awesome, amazing glow up. But at the time, I was like, I don't even know you. Like, I'm not, you have things going on. I got stuff going on. Like, this is not real life. This is just a joke. <laughs> um, so I kind of just wrote it off like that. And then through, like, always seeing him around her and, like, because at the time she was dating one of his good friends, so they were always together. And we had, like, followed each other on Twitter and just kept it at that. Like, we would mention each other sometimes. There'd be funny conversations going on on Twitter, and we would, like, be in each other's mentions. But that was, like, really, really it. Fast forward to end of the year 2016. I had got out of a relationship, like, earlier that year. I was very, like, I was, like, writing off dating and no shade. But, like, I was like, you know what? I think I might have to go to like different races and try new things <laughs> because my experiences are just not really going well. And I was like, I need to branch out. So my coworkers were like, okay, Emily's, why don't you get on dating apps? Like try, start with Bumble. And I was like, okay, I'll start with Bumble. And there was other one that he told me to get on like Coffee Meets Bagel or whatever. <laughs> oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yes. I've never been on that one. So I was like, okay, you know what? This is the first time I'm like real life single. I'm working in New York City. Like, let me try dating apps, see how it goes. I got on it. The first, literally, like, this was the first one. It was a white guy, and he, like, we matched or whatever, and he was like, oh, I like my coffee black. How about you? And I was like, you know what, y'all? <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to just have to delete these apps. I'm done. <laughs> like, I was just, I just wasn't mentally ready. Like, it mm-hmm. just, I was like, is, this is the best y'all got? This, right. is, this is how we're doing things right now? And I was, like, very over it. And I had said, I literally said this to my coworker. We were walking outside. We were getting Starbucks. And I was like, honestly, why can't I find, like, a good-looking, handsome guy that, like, works in finance so that he can understand <laughs> my crazy work schedule and, like, we could just be good? Like, why, why is that not possible? And then I kid you not, like, a week later... This, I, I still can't really understand the timing. God works in mysterious ways. Like, literally a week after I said that, Javon slid in my DMs, and I have the DM that he actually sent me. <laughs> oh, yes, read that DM, girl. He sent it to me on 12-12-2016. This is what it says. It says, hey, Annalise, how are you? I know this message probably seems out of left field, but I was invited to attend a black tie ball this weekend and would love to be accompanied by someone who carries herself the way you do. Oh, okay, smooth operator. If you're free, it would be great to have you join me. Trust me, I know this is completely random, so if you're okay with that, then ask any questions you may have. LOL. If not, I completely understand. That's mad sweet. That so, is like, very First of all, sweet. I just feel like if you were going to slide in like a person like me's DMs, like that was the textbook way to do it. Like mm-hmm. there was no, there was no, uh, there was no better way. Mm-hmm. He's very forward. Like, yeah. yeah, very yeah. forward, straightforward, like got to the point. Like it, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't have asked for a better way to slide in my DMs. And I felt like I knew of him. We knew enough of each other where like I wasn't creeped out or anything. Like it wasn't weird. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Sure, I think I responded saying, LOL, I have questions, but I would love to attend. <laughs> and then I straight got to like, okay, well, like, what kind of dress are we talking about here? Like a gown, a cocktail dress, like mm-hmm. I need I need to know because this is happening in like a week. Um, and then we started texting and then the event was like that week. And I, if you know Javon, he's very punctual on time, put together. And if you know me, you know I'm more like trial by fire. <laughs> I'm going to just figure it out kind of 
girl, so I it was snowing. I had to drive from Long Island to Harlem. And also for context, I thought he was asking me as a friend. I did not because the uh. I've only known him to be in relationships. So like aside from me knowing him when he was in college, talking about yo, I'm gonna marry her. The only other per, like knowledge I had of him was being in serious committed relationships. So I was like, okay. Maybe, like, the girl he wanted to go with or his girlfriend at the time is not available. So he's like, okay, let me ask my best friend's friend. Like, that's safe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I, I'm showing up there. My hair is in rollers. I'm in sweatpants. Like, I'm not trying to impress anyone. <laughs> I come late. And he's, like, he's at the door in, like, a tux looking like freaking Denzel Washington. <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I completely misread this situation. Like, I was not prepared for this. So I got dressed. I came out. He had, like, this long-ass freaking hallway that was mad cumbersome. Like, I had to walk down. Everyone was waiting for me. And I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and then we went on a date, and it was perfect. Like, it, it, there was one point in the night where it felt like there was nobody else in the room. And I truly felt like I could talk to him forever. Mm-hmm. And he was such a gentleman. He held my door. Like, he was just so sweet. It was snowing. So he was, like, ho- like basically carrying me into the venue to make sure I didn't fall or anything. And then we got back home. We had, like, ordered. I'm calling it home because I basically, like, moved in there after that. But we got back to his apartment, and we ordered food. And then one of the other, his one of his bros were there, and her his date was there. And she looked at us, and we were, like, talking or play fighting or something. She was like, wait, this is y'all first date? And we were like, yeah. She was like, I thought y'all had been dating for, like, years. Like, I thought this was, like, a real. And I was like, no, this is literally our first date. And then we, like, never stopped talking. Like, I we just there was no moment where it was like awkward or weird it was just like okay i think you're great hopefully you think i'm great and like let's just figure this out so we were talking we were going on dates it was going really well and then he hit me with a hey i just want to let you know i'm moving and i was like okay he was like, I don't want to stay in New York. I'm planning on getting out of New York. And I had planned that, too. Like, I, my intention, my original plan was to go back to London because I was like, you know, I'm tired of New York. I miss my family on the other side. Like, I want to go back to London. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he said he was going to move, I was like, okay, like, where are, you, where are you going? And then he was like, I have a job opportunity in Kenya. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, Af- Africa, Kenya? <laughs> like, like, like a 12-plus-hour flight? Africa and he was like yeah like I'm thinking about it whatever whatever so that was like the biggest wrench because I was like ain't no way I meet this hurt like like Mm -hmm. no way that this works out this way and then you're gonna move to Kenya because what am I gonna do like we're not about to be long distance between New York and Kenya that's not gonna happen like there's just no way that's gonna work and then luckily he got a better offer in Dallas and I was like, Okay, see Dallas, we could make that work. I got I got I got miles, I got an office in Dallas, like we could make Dallas work. Um, so fast forward we so fast forward now, like it's been like two years and we just there was no confusion. Like there there was no like dance or anything like that. The only thing that happened was like one time I was at his apartment and there was like a section of like lady stuff. And I was like, mm. I was like, are there other people involved in this situation? Because I need to know, like, right, <laughs> right. now. Because yeah. I've basically put all my eggs in this basket. Mm-hmm. And if there are other eggs in said basket, <laughs> somebody <laughs> needs to tell me. Right. And he was like, and he was so straightforward and forthcoming. He was like, no, like, honestly, my ex and I broke up recently. This is still her stuff. Like, I'm either just going to throw it out or give it back to her. Like, um, but, tr- like, it's not new stuff. Like, there's nobody else that's coming here. Um. Yeah. 
and yeah, now we live together in Texas. He moved March 2017. We were long distance for like a full complete year. Um, and it started with him making jokes like, just moved to Dallas. And I was like, excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> and it just so happened I was working on an account at work where I was going back and forth from New York and Dallas anyways. So it kind of like worked out perfectly and I started to really like it. I feel like that's God low-key. Right, like, no, it I, is. Honestly, like I mean, every time like, I reflect back on the story, I'm like, God was really yeah. in my corner. Like yes. he, heard, he held it down he for you. He heard what I said right. and was like, girl. Right. You've been going through it. I got you. I got like, your blessing. I, Just wait on I it. I got you. Don't worry about it. Um, so now we both live in Dallas. Um, I've been there since March of this year. He's been there since March of last year. Um, and it's been great. But that, that's our story. Oh, my, oh my God. I'm gushing over here. I love you. it. I'm so hard. Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you two, um, do you think that your partner's online persona is different than who they are in real life? Um, and how does that affect your relationship, if so? Well, well question. You mm-hmm. mean, like, before, like, when we were talking to them or right now? So I was referring to right now. Right, but right. definitely, you know, we can refer to um, before you got together and how it mm-hmm. is now. Because, you know, sometimes people have partners who, you know, are like, Twitter thoughts or whatever. Oh my God. And, and like they like or they do it for the gram. But right. it's like you know that's not who they are to be in real life. True, true. So it's like how do you true. navigate that? Yeah. That's real. That is a real thing. I don't think we have that problem. Javon is a like he's mad funny in real life and then funny like on social media as well. And he'd be saying what's on his mind. Like sometimes I'd be on his Twitter and he'd be talking about me. He'd be like, Yeah, just ce- I'm about to celebrate my girl's birthday. She doesn't even know how lit it's gonna be. And I'm like, You can't at me, bro. Like right. I don't need to be just scrolling on Twitter and see you talking about right. me. Like you're uh-huh. not gonna at me. But it's the same stuff he would say to me in real life. So like we never really had that problem. He's more of a private person than I am. And I remember like when we first started dating and he put me on his gram and like the earth like shattered. The girlfriend reveal. Yeah. And people were like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Like it was like a whole thing. And then for me, I felt like I was like, I had a certain persona on social media. I think people perceived me a little bit differently than I actually was. Mm -hmm. But like we're both very forthcoming on social Mm -hmm. media. So like there was never a real issue in terms of like, I mean, you're not about to be saying this on Twitter and then come here and act like everything is all gravy. Like, <laughs> right. there was no, there was never a disconnect, which I'm thankful for because I feel like I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, my boyfriend's a Twitter thought and like it causes mad stress on our relationship. We we so truly yeah. like never yeah, had that. Yeah, it's a real thing. Like, yeah. It's a real no. thing. And I'm like, Ooh, I, bless them. I, yeah, I don't know how they do it because mm-hmm. I feel like I could understand why that causes a lot of strain yeah. on a relationship. And, like, I don't think, I'm not really, like, a showy, like, person. Like, I'm fairly, I think, not conservative, but, like, I I understand, like, yo, I have a man, and there's certain things Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to put on social media. And that's just for me personally. Like, if I wouldn't want to see him in a certain Mm -hmm. way on social media, then he shouldn't have to see me in a certain way on social media. So, like, there was never a conversation about that because we both just kind of, like, had an understanding there, which, again, God, thank you. Like, I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm thankful for that. I feel like with me and Bay, um, I don't know, like when I originally met or like knew of her on Tinder, like I got her Instagram after like hanging with her that first time. And I feel like the Instagram matched her personality mm. from what I knew then. Mm-hmm. 
So what I knew was, like, she's mad outgoing. Like, she was super friendly. She seemed really mixy. And from mm-hmm. the internet, <laughs> it seemed the yeah. same. Um, and then I feel like as time went by and, like, now I know her. So I know that I feel like her on social is she's – it's kind of like her portfolio. I feel like we both, like, mm-hmm. view social as, like, a, a portfolio for us. We're mm-hmm. both creatives. We both work in digital and social media. So yeah. we know the importance of social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you look at her page, it's, like, an eclectic mix. Like, you see her being mixy. You see her doing some work. You see her in her film stuff. Um, but it's funny because she definitely is a more – chill person like i mean you know that Outside yeah the ground, she's yeah like, no tea is not cool she's so chill tea. like she don't want to leave the house unless like there's a reason uh-huh. especially yeah. if it's cold we're not going <laughs> like i cannot stand it sometimes but she's like mad chill um and i feel like for me i'm not really sure about like this ig persona like yeah. i'm not really sure um what people perceive me as but i like to view my ig as like a portfolio and like when I travel like when we travel together we're like we're a little more vulnerable mm-hmm. um on IG or Twitter just because we like we like um where we can kind of like bring people along with us yeah. you know some of yeah. our family at least like back home like from the midwest like my family they don't travel like that like we went to Israel this past year and it was really nice that we could like kind of be a little more vulnerable than we normally are mm-hmm. because then we can take them with us in a way. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I feel like for the most part, like you said, I'm not putting anything on IG or Twitter that I know she's not going to like and vice versa. Like, yeah. there's just this level of respect that I feel like I've have and still like had at the first point that I met her, like mm-hmm. that I haven't had in the past with any relationships. Like I felt like I always had to explain like, why I felt like things were, you know, disrespectful or just not yeah. okay because we're in a relationship. But I, in terms of me and Bay now, I've never had to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been, like, really nice. Um, social media hasn't caused, like, any sort of rift between us like some couples do. Yeah. So yeah. I'm yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. yeah no, we same. haven't had any issues. Yeah. Like, the all, like, there were always, like, little tiny things. Like, it was, like, I have a lot of guy friends. So, like, the, he would see stuff on my social media or my Instagram story where, like, I'm sitting in someone's lap. He'd be like, oh, hey. Who's that? I'm like, oh, this is my bro, such and such. And it was different because he wasn't here, so we were long distance. And I, like, I was going out and hanging mm, with my true. friends, and there were people that like he didn't know yet. So like he naturally had some questions, which were totally fair, but it was right. never like a conversation where it's like, I feel disrespected. Like, right. who is this? Like, it was never really like that. It was just like, yeah. oh, hey, who's that? And, and we I just feel kept like pushing. those are conversations you have to have, especially when you're long distance. Yes. You know right. what I mean? And For getting sure. to know somebody long distance. There's just so many things where you're like, you just need clarity yes. and transparency. And especially if you want it to work, it's like, you really got to be like, okay, um, this is my homegirl who keeps commenting all these heart emojis. Like, yeah. please don't mm-hmm. kill me. Like, yeah. we're just friends. Because you know? it's different. Yeah. You're not there. Like, right. they're not with you in social settings all the time. So there has to be that clarity. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like, because you don't want it to be uncomfortable. You don't want it right. to be like, them second guessing when you're not around like it we just were very like transparent because we were long distance like yeah. it kind of forced us to be more open and honest mm-hmm. than probably some people are normally because some people may be like oh i don't need to tell him about that right. right now like whatever but it's like uh no he's sitting at home yeah. i'm out he's gonna watch my story uh-huh. and be like um <laughs> what is going on here right, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's one thing, like, with my boyfriend, um, too. Like, he has a lot of, like, girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him interact. And, like, he's just, he's just a, such a sweet person. So yeah. he'll call everyone, like, love or yeah. boo or whatever. And I'm like, who? Okay. Right. Love who? <laughs> boo what? Uh-uh. Who this? Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like, I need context. Right. Give me context. context. Yeah. Like, I need context. And to your point earlier about, like, you know, being kind of like a, like a semi-private person and then, you know, having your social media be like your digital platform. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I always said that I was not, next time I got a boyfriend, I wasn't showing his face. I wasn't tagging him. He was going to be Wizard Kelly to y'all bitches. <laughs> oh, okay? Trust yeah. me. That's yeah. how I was in the beginning. And it was crazy because he has like a very distinct mustache. <laughs> so like when I had done it and I posted it and I like, it was on. It was the first time he was on my gram, and it was just like his mustache. And mad people were like, <laughs> "I know who that is." And I was like, "Yo!" I was like, "Y'all can't get, like. I need to post his chin. Yo. Like, y'all can't give me a break. Right, an arm, so yeah, a finger. Like, I, cause I just I felt the same way that you did. And like, there was like he was a kappa. One of my exes was a kappa. So like, there was just mm. some. Mm. That's real. And I was like, I don't want it to be a big deal. And right. then people were just like. Like mad eyes emoji. Yes, and, and I feel like especially when you're dating somebody who's Greek, it's like all eyes are on you. Always. Literally, I would, yeah. I'll kid you not. That first time I kind of ghosted. On, actually, I did ghost somebody. I shouldn't say kind of. <laughs> that first time you I definitely did, ghosted. Right to clarify, um, her line sisters Loki hated me. Oh, like they no. were like, don't bring. They were like, no, like we don't like Bianca. Like. Um, are you going to give her back? Like, are you going to give her another chance? And T was like, well, I mean, I guess. Like, why not? Damn, and they're like, like, I don't know. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> they, were, I mean, like, they were lurking so hard. Aww. And I appreciate that. They were yeah. just being pretty they were, yeah. Exactly. They were looking out for her. But yeah. it's, like, hard because when you are dating somebody who's Greek, it's, like, you have all these eyes on you. Because, yeah. Like, you it just like, amplifies it. Right. Just I mean, they're just it. protecting, like, their sister or their brother. So yeah. I get that. But, like. From somebody who's not Greek, I'm like, holy. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Yes. That's how so, I felt. I was like, I already know this is going to stir right. up hot. But, mm-hmm. like, also, I like him. Is my life. Like, mm-hmm. y'all ain't got nothing to do with this. So, right. just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, either you shot your um, shot successfully or your partner did. So, hypothetically speaking, how would you stop others from doing the same thing? Like, you know, like, so... Obviously, you met your partners online. Like, mm-hmm. do you have rules now where it's like, okay, you guys had to disband your use of using Tinder? Are you, like, monitoring his oh, social media? Oh. Like, how do you go about that? So, okay, so when we first started dating, it actually had nothing to do with Javon. My friend that I went to Albany with, I forgot, like, I had downloaded Bumble and had Bumble. So mm-hmm. my friend, he, like, screenshotted it, and he sent it to me. He was like, one, you're too cute to be on here, so you need to delete this. He was like, you finna get kidnapped by no. some random person in New York City. And he was like, two, you basically have a whole man now, so you need to get rid of this. So, like, Javon didn't even really know that, like, I still had it on my phone. And I had, like, totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But my friend was like, and I sent the screenshot of the conversation to him, and I was like, LOL. And he was like, bro, what is you doing? Like, what <laughs> what are you doing? And then I deleted it. And that was kind of just the end of the conversation. And it was yeah. funny because we were talking about this on our way here. And I was like, I treat social media the same way I treat real life. Like, if a, mm-hmm. if a guy comes up to me and is trying to talk to me, like, I'm going to treat him the same way mm-hmm. I would to someone that's shooting their shot online. Like, we don't really monitor each other's. And I think we're both, it's very clear, like, this is a committed, real, serious relationship right. on both of our channels. So right. people don't really get that crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had some people, like, I'm like, yo, my man's, what are you doing? Right. Like, what, wh- why would you even think that this is an option? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, but I, again, like I said, I treat it the same way I would treat a person in real life. And I think he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he, 
in a strange way, the people that he follows are way more respectful. And I think that's just because, like, guys, sometimes, like, they don't really care. They'll just mm. be like, so are you going to cheat or not? Like, what's the situation? <laughs> Whereas, like, his followers are more like, oh, my gosh, your girlfriend is so beautiful. I love her. I love y'all. And um, so it's a little different. But I think we both treated, like, the exact same way. There's no rules for us because yeah. it's just, like, we're not about to mess this up over social media. Right. right. Yeah. Like, that's not. That's this, super mature. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that. That's like, something Bay and I talk about all the time. It's, like, social media should never cause cause the relationship that's to end. Saying. It's literally like mm-hmm. the internet. Like, you're going to let the internet end your relationship? That, right. Like, oh, that's such a crazy concept. I know. It really is. So, I don't understand. Like, I was one of my coworkers, she was telling me, she was like, oh, um, social media completely ruined my last relationship so like me and my current one we don't even follow each other like we just avoid it altogether. and I was like I don't know what's worse right. like the <laughs> fact that like y'all feel like you have to go to extremes to like just basically like block each other and right. never see each other on social for this to work I'm like that's mad extreme it is it is extreme so unnecessary I was completely like, I was like more power to you girl yeah but I just think social media has like really ruined a lot of relationships and it's unfortunate and people put themselves in a situation where they let it get to that point Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. for us it's like exactly what you said it's not worth it Mm -hmm. like there's Mm -hmm. no way we we pay rent together right who's gonna (laughs) right we worry about some likes and some follows are you kidding me like if y'all make us break up who's taking the dog no (laughs) so like we're not about to do that there's no way that's gonna happen yeah (laughs) wild yeah no, you're right um so you both live with your significant other yes. how has that been like what are some challenges like what are some rewards <laughs> of living with your partner i mean i'm only like a month in okay so, <laughs> so, so you're I'm a newbie fairly like, new to this yeah. but low-key it is a challenge like i don't know what i thought it would be i mean it's great like don't get me wrong but it's like you're living with somebody who you love you yeah. know what i mean so it's like and it's a different type of love. It's not like your parent or your sibling. So it's, it's just like, I think for me, it, and I think for both Bay and I, is like we had these expectations of one another. Like I expected her, let's say, to like clean up, I don't know, the kitchen mm-hmm. like more often or something like that. Like she said she was on kitchen duty. So I was like, okay, great. That's going to be your chore. I'm going to do the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And like that first couple of weeks we moved in, I felt like, the chores were kind of just slipping yeah on both Mm. of our end because we were still busy like we were still unpacking and getting logistics together so it was kind of annoying like I had this expectation that like I I only had to tell her once and she'll do it but obviously she's you know she's human so it slipped her mind and vice versa so that was kind of tough is like having sort of like this grace towards a person that you love and understanding that you know, prior to, what, 27, prior to us dating, she had all these habits. She was living her life for mm-hmm. X amount of years. So I come into her life, and although we've been dating for two-plus years, like, still her habits of living alone, Yeah. up until last month, like, she was doing that. So I have to be patient understand that maybe I need to remind her sometimes, mm-hmm. or maybe I need to be better with cleaning up, I don't know, the bathroom, or vice versa. It's like I had to... I had to realize that we're both human and like it's going to take some time to break these habits and yeah. also build new habits yeah. and do it together collectively. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like that was like a real adult thing where I was like, damn, like I really got to be patient, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm not a patient person, but I'm also like, I love the shit out of her, you mm-hmm. know? And like, she's human. Like, yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> but 
But I'm like, girl, I just told you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, what about you, Annalise? Oh, my gosh. I could talk about this forever because I just feel like Javon and I are probably like eight eight plus months into living together and we are very different people Mm. like he is very organized by the book like can figure things out he's incredibly intelligent and very organized and put together he brings like so much discipline to my life whereas I'm more of like an innovator and creative and I'm just like I'm just gonna do things (laughs) I want to do that free spirit (laughs) like I have structure but I like always call it it's like organized chaos yes that's what I say too it's like my room is a mess (laughs) but I can tell you exactly where that blue shirt is I know exactly where it is because I put it there like so for us there were so many layers to us moving together that cause kind of like oh crap we, we need to talk through this like mm-hmm. we got to figure this yeah. out because like for me it was my first time living away from home mm-hmm. and being in a place that was extremely foreign to me like I said like I wanted to move back home to London and mm-hmm. uh, before that I was living at home in Long Island so it was like I was in places that I was extremely comfortable and then we moved to Texas which was like brand new I have nobody here but you mm-hmm. Um, so that was like very hard for me and Simone and I had talked about this about like building support systems and like how that impacts like your your living situation and what kind of responsibilities or expectations you put on your significant other when it's like I just have you to rely on like I don't have anybody else out here Mm -hmm. so that was like one layer to our, our you know us moving in together and then the other layer which is low-key scary sorry to cut you off no that's like mad scary it's to be terrifying like, I'm sometimes you're the only person mm-hmm. I know. yes it's it's, it is scary and it was hard for me to come to terms with and i'm like like i said i'm a very like oh i'm gonna just go do it and i had completely underestimated how meaningful and impactful it was having those security blankets around mm-hmm. me all the time mm-hmm. and then when they were gone i was like oh my gosh i feel naked like mm-hmm. i don't so that, that was one layer. And thankfully, you know, like, Javon was really understanding because he was like, I, I get it. Like, I understand how you're feeling. Like, I may not feel the same way because he's used to kind of, like, doing things on his own. He was like, he's the youngest. So, like, by the time he was getting ready to go off, like, everybody was like, all right, peace, see you later. <laughs> so he's very, like, accustomed to doing things on his own for himself. Whereas me, I'm like, I come from a big family. I have support. Like, I, you know. So that part was hard. Like, that was one of the harder things. I think the most meaningful thing, and this is what I tell people all the time who ask, it's like, Living together is one of the most beautiful, complicated things on the mm-hmm. face of the planet. And nobody talks about the complicated parts. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yes. talks about waking up to him every day yeah. or seeing her when she comes fresh out the shower every day. Right. Like Everybody talks about those parts, but nobody talks about like the day-to-day nitty-gritty hard uh-huh. stuff. Like The hardest thing for me in the beginning was like, He's having a bad day and he comes home. It's like, what the hell? Now the whole feng shui of the apartment Mm -hmm. is just like off. Mm -hmm. And it's like having to understand that like your space, your burdens, your worries, your concerns, like Mm -hmm. this is our space. Like the moment that you step in here, it's like we both have to carry these burdens now because Mm -hmm. we share this space together. It's like it's not like having a roommate where your roommate can just go and be by themselves and deal with whatever they're working on. You can be like, hey, girl, you good? And keep it pushing. Like it's like, no, you're going to get in the same bed with me. Mm -hmm. And if you're upset and turn your back to me, then I'm going to be like, what the hell, man? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? So there was a lot of conversation around communicating effectively and in a way that you know we felt most comfortable with because again like I said we're very different so like sometimes he'll say something and I'll perceive it to mean something totally different Mm -hmm. and then I gotta be like wait hold on is this what you mean to be saying or am I reading this wrong because it's like we're doing ourselves no favors if we're not communicating all the time especially because we're so different and it it all happened like so quickly so that that was one of the biggest things like just communicating and then to your point the expectation thing like 
bro <laughs> oh my gosh like i i go to a therapist now like since i moved to dallas it's like i need to like work through some of my my stuff mm-hmm. but my therapist is like a really good couples therapist and he was like honestly expectation is like the big biggest issue that most of my couples come in and talk about aside from like infidelity and stuff like that but like he was saying like the problem with expectation is that if you're not properly communicating it you're fighting you're in a fight with somebody that's not even playing you're expecting somebody to deliver you have an opponent and adversary adversary and they not even playing the same game as you that's so mm, real though. that's sound advice that's yeah. and i was like you are totally right because there would be times like for example like i would have a bad day and i'd be like damn you know what would be so nice if Javon came home with flowers because you know i had such a shitty week and i'm like and then he comes in the door without them no like having no idea <laughs> that said this is what i'm expecting or i'm thinking or i want and then i'm hurt in the inside i'm like damn i really wanted that and i'm like girl you never <laughs> even said anything like you're completely setting yourself yeah. up for failure yeah. so like dealing with expectations especially when you live together because i feel like mm-hmm. people conflate what that's like it's yeah. like oh my gosh, you guys live together, it's going to be perfect, amazing, and wonderful, and it's like, no, it's going to be hard, and it's going to be, like, it's mad work. So, like, dealing with those expectations and combating that, that was something we had to, like, really work on me more than him because Mm. I'm a girl and I'm hella romantic, and, like, (laughs) I love love. And so, like, I'd be thinking... If you ask Javon some of the things I've said that I would expect, he would be like, Emily is a psychopath. <laughs> like, her expectations are out of this world sometimes. So sometimes I really have to check myself and be like, bro, yeah. either tell him what you want. I'm going to give you all an example. I told Javon, I'm like, babe, when you propose, if you can make it fake snow, like if you can make <laughs> snow fall from the ground. I can't stand you. So, but like, it needs to be fake snow so like my hair won't mess up. Like, if you could do that, that would be amazing. He's like, do you hear what you're saying right now? And I'm like, Okay, fair. My bad. Fair. So it's like stuff like that. It's just like checking expectation and then effectively communicating and over communicating right. because if you don't, like no one wants to be in a space where y'all are barely talking or it feels right. like you guys are fighting right. all the time. Like it doesn't feel good. No. So you have to kind of like make that a priority yes. sometimes more than the other things because it's like if we're communicating and we're good and expectations are in check, then the love comes so much easier. Right. Sure. Like it makes it so much easier that way. So I could go, I could literally go on for no, hours about really, it, especially communication, because I feel like that's something that Bay and I like currently struggle with is because she doesn't like conflict, so mm. sometimes she rather just not talk about it, and I'm like I don't mind talking about it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. Just get that, it out. Yeah. I, we are on the same page. So same it's, here. It's hard and it's difficult, and I feel like because we're living together now, like the communication thing is like it's. It's such a factor. It can really make or break your yep. day. You know what sure I mean? Can. Even if you're just communicating about groceries. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like that's something that we're currently trying to work on. And we've realized that, okay, like we have a problem with communicating when we're frustrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we push through that frustration and still communicate and still feel like each other's feelings are being heard? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's that's one thing like you said if we're miscommunicating then essentially we're not playing the same game so nope. i'm not gonna feel like i'm being heard and vice versa yeah right? so i don't know it's mad difficult i i don't even i don't yeah. have an answer girl, you get out like, of my head it's Let's hard it's, it's hard and like the other thing and this was like this is probably the most profound thing for me and like i said i think my ideas of love before javon were very just wrong that that's not what love is like it was just not correct at all and he's taught me so much about love and what that means Mm -hmm. but like when we were living together out this was like the craziest thing to me because i'm a very like 
by any means necessary in which you got to do whatever you need to do to get it done to make you feel good. And there were points in time where like we were living together and I would be like, oh no, Annalise, put what you want on the back burner and do what is going to make him happy. And when that started to happen, it was like, I was like, girl, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, what? And then it starts to feel like a burden. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but it's not their fault. It's but... like, it's like, there's, it's, oh my gosh, the two are like, it's, just, it's so hard to kind of deal with that because it's mm-hmm. like, I obviously want to put myself first, right? But then it's also like, I live with you, we share this space, like your needs are also extremely important. And then it came to the point where I was like, you know what, light bulb moment, the only way this is gonna work is if I'm putting you first and you're putting me first. Mm -hmm. Because any other way, it's gonna be an imbalance and feel more like a burden. But if like, if I'm saying, if okay, if it's like, I'm tired and I wanna go to sleep early, but like the house is not clean and the house being clean is important to you, it's like, okay, you come home and you help me clean everything up so that we can both get to bed earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like those kind of compromises, mm-hmm. those need to happen in order for it to be, you know, like feel like an equal sharing of right. love rather than a burden. Because again, mm-hmm. like I said, we're very different in how we live our lives and like, you know, day to day and we're building new habits. The point about building new habits is so important because you're right, you, you live your life for so long doing things your way all the time mm-hmm. and then you come to a, it's like a, a, bulldozer just kind of comes into your life where it's like oh no this is not how I do things at all and you have to figure out how to make that work and it was like it was a beautiful but hard thing when I found myself like and now I'm, I'm at the point where it's like oh my gosh you know what I'm gonna come home I'm gonna make up the bed I'm gonna vacuum so he can come upstairs and he can be like wow look at this room this looks so good and then it's like we could both have a better day yeah. when that happens but it's like little compromises like that and figuring those things out it really one puts things in perspective and, and like makes me understand what love really like is yeah. and how you need to kind of think about someone other than yourself all the time mm-hmm. as well but also have the space to put yourself first too it's like it's such a conundrum but it's so interesting and meaningful as we've been kind of going through it but it's yeah. it's, it's hard it's yeah. not easy it is hard I can only imagine. Before we move on to the next topic, I wanted to touch on really quickly um, the logistics of living together Um, (laughs) because uh, that's what me and Bay are currently going through right now. Um, My lease ends in September Mm -hmm. um, and we're looking at moving in with each other. And I'm I'm really excited. Thank you. Yeah, this past, what was it, these past two weeks, um, he's been staying with me as Mm -hmm. my roommates have been gone. They went home for the holidays. And I was like, oh, this is a nice little pre trial. I like this. And I was like, and you're going to clean everything. and um yeah no but I I, like I really enjoy it I enjoy being in a space with him but I'm I'm really scared about like the financial like aspect of it all Mm -hmm. like who's gonna take care of the bills are we splitting it are you paying for rent like who's gonna pay do the groceries like who's cleaning you know so I guess it's just for me it's like okay yeah we do want to move in but how much do we need to like realistically save like how much does it really cost out of pocket to live with someone yeah Yeah. that's a combo y'all definitely have to have yeah and it's so weird because I've never been super vulnerable with like finances Mm -hmm. with like a partner before Mm -hmm. I've always been like "Mm, like I'm gonna do my thing you do yours yeah yeah but then we were like, okay, well, we really want to move in. So realistically, especially being in New York, it's like, how much do we need to save? You mm-hmm. know. So there is, I wouldn't say it was like a tough conversation, but it was like a real conversation being like, okay, I make this much, you make this much. Like, what's our budget? 
Um, in terms of like bills, we just realized like we want to split that. In terms of groceries, we still got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> we're still trying to figure out the everyday kind of like okay, if I grab laundry, like are you gonna grab groceries? Like we're still trying to figure yeah. out a balance. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like one person's paying the majority and the other person's chilling. Yeah. But yeah, that logistics prior to moving, I just feel like it was like a lot of conversation mm-hmm. and a lot of research. Like, we knew which boroughs we wanted to live in. We Well, we definitely wanted to live in Harlem, but we were open to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we started doing our, our research, like, a month, or not a month, a year out to figure out, like, okay, what areas of those boroughs do we want to live in? And then realistically, like, what can we afford? And then, you know, what do we need to save? Because mm-hmm. it's always, like, an arm and a leg when you're trying yeah. to move here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and we set our goals, and we just wrote that shit down, to be honest. It was, like, really helpful that at the top of 2018, we actually wrote down our goals together as a couple, Aww. which was, Aww, like, that's so what I'm gonna crazy. That's going to make us do tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, I tell Bae, like, this year, I was making a vision board. I was like, babe, do you want to, like, do you want to make your own? She's like, that's okay. I'll just write my goals down. I'm like, okay. Like, as long as you write <laughs> down we're good but like i'm that girlfriend like we have to do this yeah Yeah. but um no i think that was really helpful because by writing out that goal that we want to live in a brownstone we want to live in harlem like i kid you not like that all happened Mm -hmm. yeah so we spoke into existence but at the same time it's like we had it every day on our wall it's like we knew that we wanted that to happen yeah Yeah. so like we would have check-ins like Like, we talked about it in the beginning of the year. Like, okay, we want to move in together. So we had to check in um, in the summer. Like, okay, like, how much do you have saved? How much do I have saved? So it was just, like, a lot of communication, a lot of checking in, a lot of researching as well because the market did change from, like, Mm -hmm. winter to summer. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just a lot of, like, real conversations where you have to be like, okay, so this is my budget after I pay all my bills. And what's yours? Yeah. What can we afford? Yeah. Um, and it was really weird, and I just felt, like, super uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But, like, now we're good, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yes, vulnerability. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, these um, are some, like, honest conversations we yeah. need to have. Yeah, go ahead. Please. I think for, okay, so, again, like I said, me and Javon, it happened very quickly. Like, things escalated very quickly. And in full transparency, like, I lived in Long Island by, with my parents. I didn't have rent to pay. Like, I just had one car note to pay. So I was spending, like, a crazy person. Like, I reflect <laughs> back on the choices I was making then. I was like, yo, you were wilding for expense. <laughs> like, really wilding. So, like, for, like, Javon, he works, he works in finance. He's really good with money. So, like, he came in, and I, I just put it all on the table. I was like, look, this is what I've been spending, like, now. I think at one point I even gave him, like, my bank statements because I was just like, I need help. Mm-hmm. Like, I need someone to help <laughs> me figure this all out. And I was like, and and I felt very strongly about this. I was like, if I'm going to move in with you, if we're going to live together, if we're going to get a place together, like, my finances need to be in order. Mm-hmm. So I had a very honest, and it was uncomfortable in the beginning, but it was a very honest conversation. Like, look, this is where I'm at. This is how much I'm making. This is the debt that I have that I need right. to pay off. Like, this is – and I set a goal for myself. I told him, I was like, I am not moving to Dallas until all my debt is paid off. Yeah. I'm not doing it because I was like, I'm not going to let my, you know, financial irresponsibilities affect mm-hmm. our ability to get and live in a place together, nor That's did I ever so want it to be like, damn, I'm able to do it without you, and now you coming in here and you're holding me back because mm. of decisions that you made when you were, like, 13, 14, yeah. 15, whatever. So I we had a very just open, honest conversation and I truthfully and this is something I think everyone should do like 
we split everything, but it's based on how much money we make. Right. Okay. So we split it based on our salary. So it's more of an equal burden for me because it's like, for example, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, ten dollars for you is not going to be as much. Right. If you make thirty thousand dollars, ten dollars is going to be a lot more for you. Mm-hmm. So we split it based on our salary, which has worked really, really well for us. Like every That's time really I get smart, a, a yeah. pay increase, I'm like, damn, I gotta pay more. <laughs> I gotta pay more now. Like I gotta pick up a better, a more of the burden. But like it works, like it, it really makes a lot more sense. So my, I always advise, like my advice to people is like, if you're moving in with someone, even if it's a roommate, a friend, a significant mm-hmm. other, like talk about how much y'all both make and what you guys can both handle and sp- mm-hmm. just split it based on percentages. Just right. do it, just do the math, get in Excel and just do it because it's it's way worse to feel like oh fuck like I can't I can't give this much like there's no way I can physically do mm-hmm. that, um, and that has worked really 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 well for us. We've never really had any issues in terms of like those logistics because we just he, he's too put together to not have it sorted out. <laughs> like we had our budget set up like for moving in together like way before we even got, I even got there because he was just like. We, you are not about to come in here and cause chaos <laughs> into like this well organized situation, and it has worked really well. Like I, I have never been more financially responsible in my entire life mm-hmm. since after we started living together yeah. and like dating. Wow. Like so, it has completely changed my entire life. Yeah. Like love you, boo. Thanks. Also, side note: make sure you check your credit score because that yep. will affect you. Mess it up. You right. So, yeah. yeah. Make sure you check that. Yes, millennials, get your get your finances in order, guys. Yeah. We, we got we got to do better. Mm-hmm. We must. Such sound advice from both of you. Um, so I did want to jump back into the conversation about parents. So, what did your parents think of your relationship <laughs> and how you met your partner? Yeah, that's funny. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna just mine short and to the point. So, <laughs> when I started dating Ron, he had lived in Harlem, and I had our our parents, our house, like our family, had just gotten a new puppy. Mm-hmm. So we had response. Is he from Harlem? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So we, well, no, he's from the Bronx, but he was living in Harlem. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we, in my household, there's two parents and four kids, and we had all agreed and, like, shared responsibilities for the dog. So Javon and I, like I said, it, we basically started living together. Like, I was working in the city, and I would leave work and go to Harlem, sleep there, and then go back to work the next day. Like, it was, I literally, we started, like, living together within, like, the first couple of weeks almost. Mm-hmm. So then, once the puppy came, and my parents were like, okay, Elise, you're in charge of walking the dog every morning. I was like, this is really messing with what I've got going on here. <laughs> so it got to the point, and again, like I said, I was financially irresponsible. So I would be leaving work, going to Harlem, spending the night there, waking up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, getting in an Uber yeah. from Harlem to Long Island. <laughs> Ooh, to walk my uh, dog uh, and then driving my car to the train to get on the girl. train to come back you're to You're a loyal Manhattan. daughter, first of all, because <laughs> so, I would have not. And I was doing that for a minute, and it got to the point no. where my parents came and sat me down. I will never forget this in my entire life. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing and awful. But my, parent, my parents were like, Aunt we need to talk to you. And I was doing this, like, frequently. Like, I was always in Harlem. I was, like, never home. The only time I was home was to take care of the dog, and then I was back in Harlem. And my dad was like, so... Do you do you want to like start a family? Is like that's what's going on here? And I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, everybody needs to calm down. And then my stepmom was like, well, whatever you're getting, it must be really great for you to be going back and forth oh, like this. Oh, and I was like, stepmommy talking spicy. Yikes. I was like, yo, I'm gonna freaking die from this conversation. Like, I can't. 
And it was just, I was like mortified and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then when they had to meet Javon, I was like, they think that I'm just schlepping back and forth for, <laughs> for some like, you know, some loving. Uh-huh. And it's and it's like, we be, and it was crazy because we weren't even like doing anything like that. It, I wouldn't even let Javon kiss me because I was so scared I was going to fall in love with him. Like I was like, uh-huh. I was terrified. The first time he asked to kiss me, I told him no. And he was like, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to remember this. Don't you think I'm going to let this one just go? Because I was terrified because I had never felt something so great. And I was like, if I kiss him, it's over. Like, it's a wrap. Like, I'm going to just, we're getting married because, <laughs> like, I don't ever want to be without you. Like, and it was, so, it, so, it escalated so quickly. And my parents were on the receiving end and just saw me, like, disappear. And they were like, what is happening yeah. here? Uh-huh. And then they met him and then they loved him and it was all great. But, like, in the beginning, they were like, you're bugging right like, like from you, their perception they were like they were, What's happening? They were like yeah. you have you lost your mind and i was like no you're right like the idea of me getting up at four o'clock in the morning and getting an uber going to long island and then getting on the train to come back to the city that's also crazy like yeah, that's a wild. crazy concept <laughs> so they were like girl they were trying to tell me like you you need to get it together right now and when my stepmom said that i was like oh my gosh i can't and my dad was in the room when she said that and i was like you see, and if I try to clarify this, this is only going to make it worse. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, y'all going to meet him. It's, I was, oh, God, that was like the worst conversation on the face <laughs> of the planet. Yeah. But now they love him. They came to visit us in Dallas. They stayed with us. Like, he stays at our house when we come back to New York. So, like, it's all good now. But at the time, they were like, you went from zero to 100, mm-hmm. and we need to understand, like, what What's is going, going on. on. Yeah. Cause it happened. It happened so fast. Yeah. That's love. Oh, it That's is love. Love is you do crazy things. Crazy. Girl. My Uber bill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> More Ooh, than your car note for sure. Right. Son, <laughs> son, it was wild. Ooh, so uh-uh. crazy. It was wild. Um. Okay. You said the parents. Parents question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did your parents? feel about your relationship and how you met the um met your partner like did you tell them that you met t on tinder did you just say like i feel like i told my mom in the beginning okay but it's also well there's two things so i i'm closer to my mom so Mm -hmm. i told my mom like the very beginning but like her thing was i was meeting a lot of people through apps because it's normal so like bumble i even use like bumble bff to like make friends in la Mm -hmm. so like it was just like a thing i was doing to like meet people and so her thing was like she was so worried i don't know she's so old school sometimes she was so worried i was gonna like get abducted and she's like mm-hmm. I, I just don't like them mm-hmm. i'm like okay mom like i'm fine you know uh-huh. so i'm like so i told her about it and i think because she so she's in texas so it's not like you know she can't really see our relationship yeah. so she just heard everything was great i was telling her about tana she met her through facetime everything was good and then I think it was like September or something of last year, her and my aunt um, came to visit me. So I was like, oh shit, like they got to meet her. Uh You know what I mean? So um, that was like the first time my mom and especially like my aunt, like they're so sacred to me. Like my mom is, I'm so protective. And like Uh my aunt, my tia is also my godmom. So I'm just like, if you meet them, bitch, we about to get married. Right. Like, this is not so we met, or they met up, um, and they loved her. Like, Aww. literally, my mom, like, loves Tannis. She talks about her all the time. She's always like, what does Tantan want for Christmas? Tantan. Like, oh, mom, so I don't know. Like, uh, I guess a Subway gift card. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got her Subway gift card. But, um, yeah, so, like, my mom, like, loves her. And then my dad, I literally told my dad about Tannis, like, 
maybe like a month and a half ago a what a month and a half ago like yeah i've been dating this girl for two years and uh yeah literally it's so funny when i say it out loud because it sounds wild but like my dad and i aren't really close um we're working towards like building that relationship up yeah but like we we weren't close so in the midst of me and tanis getting together we actually like weren't talking we were just estranged so You know, I'm not going to go out of my way to tell somebody yeah. about my personal life when, like, it's just not, I feel not cool. Yeah, I feel no, I'm going to get yeah. it. So, um, you know, we, we got cool or whatever. We started talking. And then I still just wasn't sure. Like, he didn't know I had dated other women, like, in Michigan. Mm. I just wasn't sure how he was going to react. In my head, I was like... Even if he reacts, <clears throat> excuse me. Even if he reacts poorly, like I'm still, it's whatever. I can just yeah. keep it moving because, like, we hadn't talked, so yeah. it's fine. But I like still wanted to at least give myself some time to get to know him, have him get to know me, and then tell him. Yeah. So that was literally like all of this year of me yeah. getting to know him. And then, you know, I would kind of, like, slowly drop hints. Like, when we went to Israel, he was like, oh, who are you going with? I was like, oh, I'm going. I literally, I think I said my girlfriend. But you know how sometimes older people are like, Say, oh, like, oh, yeah, your like oh, your girlfriend. Hey, your girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh-huh. sometimes that, like, worked for me in the past. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, like my girlfriend. Yeah. So, um, you know, he didn't think of anything. I don't know if he, like, thought anything of it. And then, like, midway through this year, we, like, became friends on Facebook. So I was like, he's going to know because yeah. he's going to see but he still didn't say anything so I was like well I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. anything well so. maybe he did know and he just was like waiting for time. you to say yeah. something yeah. yeah he's like my dad so I mm-hmm. feel like parents just know you yeah. know what I mean and it's not like we hadn't talked my whole life it was just like that one period of time that we weren't talking for like a year year and a half so I feel like he knew but I, I just really think he was cool with it. Like, he yeah. just didn't care. Yeah. Because when we moved in, I told him, like, oh, do you want to see the place or whatever? So I sent him a video, and Tannis's mom was there, and obviously her. So, and then I told him, I was like, yeah, this is her mom. Like, you know, whatever. This is Tannis. And I, like, told him a little bit about her. And he was like, oh, I'm, like, really proud of you. I'm really happy. Aww. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but, like, it was cool. I mean, it's weird that I had to wait longer to tell my dad, but... I just wanted to make sure, like, I don't know, just being a queer woman, woman of color, I don't know, it was just, like, you never know how people are going to act, react sometimes, especially yeah. when it's, like, two black women, because mm-hmm. sometimes people don't take our relationship serious, mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to make sure, yeah, because it's, like, we're two pretty black women, yeah. like, you know, they automatically assume with, like, lesbians, and she's not even, Tannis isn't a lesbian, but she's bisexual, but... You know, they just see two pretty black women, so they're like, "Oh, this this is probably a phase." Oh, yeah. okay. Y'all just yeah, it, like wow. type of thing. Yeah. So it's like frustrating. That's something we had to deal with in the beginning of our relationship, but not so much now. But that was my only hesitancy with telling my dad is like, I didn't want him to think that like this wasn't real or yeah. like. I don't know. Like, I just, I didn't want his negative energy to affect me, so I waited so long because I'm like, okay, at this point, he knows of this this woman, this girl as my friend. We traveled together, all these great things. So at the end of the day, if he has something negative to say, that's on him Mm because I've only presented the the best the parts of it yeah you know what I mean yeah. so like you really can't say anything bad yeah so um but yeah he was like mad cool I really want them to meet um wait 2019 yeah in the mm-hmm. new year mm-hmm. yeah so I want them to meet I want to bring her back to Detroit and like 
having me my family and stuff like that. That's so, going to be so nice. Uh-huh. Yay. You got to write that one down. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. We need to make goals yeah. with our babes tonight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, my parents, um, my whole family actually loves my boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that. Um, he's come for all of the major holidays Aww. this year. Easter, Thanksgiving, Yay. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it says something when your parents like really love like your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Yes. Like I've dated other people and my mom is like, eh. Like, uh huh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But like the fact that she loves Tannis, right. I'm like, girl, like, uh-huh. okay, I guess I'll just marry her. To <laughs> right. yeah. I guess they're the one. Right. Yeah. In the beginning, my mom, she she's British, she lives in England, so like, mm. there's, I can only see my mom on Facetime or if I get on a flight. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I'll like she Facetime me like as I was in Javon's room the night after, and she was like, um. She's like, you like him. And I was like, my man's, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, she's like, I can see it in your face. You like him. And she was like, I don't know if this is going to last. Like, maybe you guys will just be just good friends, whatever, whatever. And I was like, mom, you don't even know, like, what's going on. Like, you're, mo- you're just mom instinct. Listen, parents know. over this. Parents So, know. at first, in the beginning, my mom was like, no, that's not your person. Like, Javon, <laughs> you guys are going to be just good friends, whatever, whatever. Then, Javon has a layover in England, and he goes to meet up with my mom. And... My mom later calls me. She was like, see what I tell you. That's your husband, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> you were not saying this before. Right. And now she's like, no, Javon is my son-in-law. That's your husband. Like, I knew from the jump, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sure, right. whatever, yeah. whatever. She probably just had to meet him. Yeah. You know, the yeah was yeah, that her know. first time meeting him? Yeah, so the first time they met oh, him, okay, okay. he had that layover in England. Uh-huh. And then yeah. they, like, went and got coffee and lunch together. Whatever. That is so cute. Um, but in the beginning, she was like, oh, she was like, is, you'll, you'll, you guys will just really, really good friends, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't even know him. <laughs> and then when she met him, she was like, that's my son. Yeah. I was like, okay, lady. That is and so funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, before um, Buddha, like, went viral, mm-hmm. my mom was like, there's this song by this girl, Ella May, called <laughs> Buddha. Yeah, she's like, that's y'all song. Y'all, and I was like, she's like, Simone, you're Buddha. <laughs> if you don't play it at the wedding, you Right, know. it is our wedding song. Yes. So the next question I wanted to ask you is, what's the hardest lesson you had to learn while you were in love? Many. Yeah, there's a lot. I feel like I talked I talked about it a little bit, but I think for me, it's like the hardest lesson was really reflecting. And I don't even the hardest lesson really came with Javon. I think it came previously, but I just realized it with him was taking stock and realizing what love was and mm-hmm. what it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think when you're younger and you have you know unhealthy relationships or relationships that are kind of toxic or whatever, mm-hmm. you kind of take those ideas of love and bring it with you into your next relationship because it's yeah. really all that you know. And for me, the hardest part was having to un- like really just realize like, no, this is not, like everyone doesn't deal with these problems. Everyone doesn't feel right. this way in relationships. like. And I, to be transparent, I had a lot of infidelity in my past relationships, and I, it almost got to a point where I had remember asking myself, like, okay, well, does everybody cheat? Like, is that, mm. like, what the norm is? Is that just, like, what goes on in our generation? Like, everyone kind of is unfaithful, and they just got to mm-hmm. go through it and come out on the other side and then be okay. And when Javon and I started dating, he was like, that is not how life works. Mm-hmm. Like I, And he did so much to convince me, like, what – 
a real relationship should look like and yeah. feel like and he just went like there was no there were no real questions when like things really got serious like he just made it very clear yeah. and I had to really learn and understand and leave kind of those past perceptions of what I thought love was and make room for like what this real love yeah. actually is and what it can be and what it can't be like because I remember like one of my closest guy friends he started dating this girl and they were so happy and just like so freaking happy and he was like yeah we we don't really fight like we don't fight and I'm like you are a liar like don't don't lie to me like I'm there's no way y'all just sitting up together this happy all the time that's impossible and then it happened to me and I was like yo (laughs) mind blown I was like this is how people are living like people are walking around feeling this content and whole like with another person this is incredible (laughs) so I had to learn to like let all of that go and make room for like all the blessings that were happening in my life but it took me some time like I Javon would even have to check me sometimes he'd be like yo I'm not the people that you used to date like don't just leave all of that behind you like I think that was one of probably like the hardest things for me because it was just realizing like okay what you had in the past don't even call it love that wasn't love that's not what it looks like literally like that's not love yeah Mm -hmm. it's not yeah and I feel like for me I had to learn and I still feel like I'm learning like I remember I was in high school and you know you in high school you think you know it all (laughs) and I I said something to my mom like well when I when I find somebody and I'm in love like it's gonna be black and white like if I said something, then that's what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> and she flat out was like, Bianca, love is not black and white, it's gray. And mm. I was like, whatever. You bars. know, and I was like, dang, Bars, right. bars for mom. Uh-huh. She right, you know? And I think about that all the time, and I, I still quote her because I'm just like, love is so gray. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if it's black and white, I just feel like that means your relationship is probably toxic because that yeah. means it's one extreme to right. the other. Yep. You know, and even, like you said, taking along these bad habits that you had in the past from – other relationships I had to learn to recognize like that's not healthy love like I think it's normal and okay to argue and to miscommunicate and then patch that shit up and figure like how to do better moving forward but I had all these um experiences with unhealthy love and like the ways in which we we fought were unhealthy like the words in which we we Mm -hmm. expressed you know were just unhealthy so meeting Tannis it was just like I feel like it was weird. I just feel like she taught me so much about like how to love somebody yeah. in a healthy manner um, and how to, like you said, there was just like the seriousness. Yeah. I don't know. It was really weird because even me, like it was weird. Like I didn't necessarily, I wasn't, infidelity wasn't a thing in mm-hmm. past relationships, but it was always like to an extent, I felt like there was no security in my past relationships. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, they weren't necessarily cheating on me, but I just felt like there was just something there where I couldn't trust them. You know, mm-hmm. I just felt like they were going to up and leave. And, like, with Tannis, it's like, she just have to remind me all the time, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, what I mean, I say, like, mm-hmm. I'm serious. I'm, I'm about to stay. So it's just, like, I had to learn to, like, let that go and realize yeah. that, okay, this person says that they're going to be here, and they've right. been here for X amount of time, so I need to let go of this fear and this baggage from my old yeah. you know, relationships thinking that she's going to do the same. Because if, if I'm holding on to that, then I'm basically setting myself and our relationship yep. up yep. for failure. Yeah. So I had, to be, I had to be conscious of that and literally like 
tweak my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, girl, don't go down that rabbit hole. Right. Because it's like your own thoughts can really like take take the relationship for a left turn if you're not careful. You're absolutely right. So yeah, honestly, just compromise, realizing that love is very much gray, not black and white. (laughs) And like, you know, just being present. Like, yes, we all have baggage. Yes, things have happened to us in the past, but like, the person that you're dating with now is a fresh start. So let that be that and yeah. try not to bring on these old trauma, like yeah. these, yeah. these scars, these wounds. Try not to place on this person expecting that they're going to treat you the same. Yeah. You know, you got to give them a fair shot. Yeah, yeah absolutely. for sure. Yeah, no, you both took the words right out of my mouth. And that's probably been the most challenging thing for me in my relationship, too. And yeah. also um, being OK with being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, that was really hard in it's the beginning. So yeah, because before I got into this relationship, I was single for like four years mm-hmm. and I had learned to like, you know, be bad all by myself. Like yeah, right. I was on my little self-love journey. I'm like, right. oh, I love myself. I'm an amazing person. But it's like being able to make room for someone new in your life mm-hmm. and adjusting to their environment and you know adhering to their experiences and, and listening to their feelings mm-hmm. um it's it's a lot and yeah. i i'm the type of person where it's like i'm a sponge and so if you want to be open open and vulnerable with me that's fine but <laughs> me i'm just like oh and they're like mm-hmm. that's that's nice. yeah that's nice you know so um it took a lot of like unlearning for me um to just you know feel 100 percent comfortable in this relationship yeah. so yeah one of them, I think this is the most profound thing my therapist has said to me. He was like, people nowadays, because of media and like what people think love is, he was like, people think you're gonna go out in the world and find this person that person that's gonna be a hundred percent perfect for you. Every single box they're gonna check mm-hmm. in every single way, blah, blah blah. And he was like, that's not what the most successful relationships have in common. He said, mm-hmm. what they have in common is that over time they will unlearn some of the stuff that they had before some of the bad habits and they start to develop new ones that fit perfectly for their partner they become the person of their partner's dreams as they kind of go through this journey together rather than because he was saying like people get in relationships and then they realize he's not pretty charming and they're like okay well now it's time to leave and he's like no the people who fight through that and then come out on the other side he was like those are the ones with the prince prince of charmings and of the world because he said you, you have to teach your significant other. You guys have to learn together, and then you both come out better mm-hmm. because of it. And I think today a lot of people have this idea of, like, oh, this perfect person is out there for me. And it's like, no. I mean, they may be perfect in some ways, but there's a lot of growing that you guys both have to do together yeah. to come out on that other side and be, like, the man or woman of each other's dreams. Like, so – that's probably one of the most profound things. And when he said that to me, I'm like, yo, you know, you need to get on Twitter. <laughs> right. Dr. I was about to ask you, what's your therapist you number? Need, right. You need to Does go, t- you I'm need on to clients? tell people <laughs> this because I know a lot right. of people that are out here thinking the opposite yes. who need, who need to be told like, this is not how life works. Yes. So, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, interesting. relationships are work. You know, like your therapist yeah. is saying, it's like, you have to push through yes. that that uncomfortable, that frustration, mm-hmm. that anger, whatever, those bad habits, it's like work. You know, yeah. and I feel like we've heard that as times, like as kids, you know, you'll hear your, your aunts and uncles or your grandparents and they're like, yeah, we've been together for like 30 years. And it's you're like, work. dang, right. how, you know? Yeah, but right. it's like, they really work towards it. And I feel like 
prior to me being in a relationship and living with, you know, my girlfriend, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously it's work. Like, duh. But now I'm like, no, this no, shit it's is just work. Right. It's laborious right. for real. It's work, yeah. work. Like, yo. It's for real, for real. Yeah. It's a lot. But I'm just so thankful that, like, yeah. I met somebody who's willing to put in the work. Because prior to this, I felt like... You know, I just, I truly felt like it was a millennial thing. I'm like, I'm not going to meet somebody my age that wants to invest in, like, a relationship. And I really want that, Mm -hmm. you know. But I felt like everybody was like, oh, I'm young and free. Like, my ex ended up moving to Columbia, the country. And I was just like, well, girl, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not moving to Columbia. So, (laughs) you know, I don't know what to tell you. But it's just, it seemed like everything was such a, like... Especially in New York, it's a transit yeah. city. You know, yeah. everybody's moving. And it's a going. non-committal type of way. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, dang, I'm really not about to find love. I'm yeah. not about That's to find commitment. Thing. You know, but it's just like you got to find. You don't have to find, but you know, it'll come into your lap when the time is right, and yeah. you'll mm-hmm. meet that person that's like that's no, willing I, to do right, it. It's that's the like, willing right, exactly. Too. Right. Yes. That's like I want this too, and it's just you know, I'm lucky that we all found that. Yeah, yeah. really, it we is. are truly blessed. Yeah. Yes. What's your secret to maintaining a happy, successful relationship? Compromise and communication. Mm, Plain and simple. Seas. Just tattoo it on your forehead <laughs> when you get in serious with somebody. <laughs> Cause you need it. You need it. I feel mm-hmm. like definitely communication and I would say sex. For yeah, sure. I, honestly, yeah. I honestly I was gonna yeah. say that too. Like I like Girl, yeah. speak on it. Let it out. I mean, this is an unfiltered let podcast. Me just say, okay, so I feel like when you really, really love someone, I feel like like I just want you to feel so good. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to feel like, oh my gosh, this is heavenly, and vice versa. So, like, (laughs) being able to give certain things to him where he's like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, I'm like, yeah, duh, I'm going to do that for you all the time because you deserve to feel that way, and I deserve to feel that way. So, like, let's just do that for each other like it's yeah. there's it's so selfless mm-hmm. and when you could have selfless sex that, that's yeah, yeah. oh that's a di- yes that's talk about it yes. <laughs> talk about it i've had some selfish sex in my past oh, and so i'm not even gonna lie just being transparent i didn't know that i could orgasm the way that i do mm-hmm. now girl, that i'm in a relationship right, with somebody girl. who cares about my right, needs girl. it's like oh this one is this feel right. like oh I shit can. i like this ride right. okay no but that's real yeah just it sounds crazy because you're like it's sex but like really sex is important like i want to make sure that my girl feels beautiful and sexy and wanted you know and i think prior to me dating her like sex was a thing but you know sometimes i can go like a week or two without sex you know but Mm -hmm. with her it's like she really enjoys it that's how she feels close to me it's like Mm. that's her like love that's her connection yeah so and i get that you know my love language is quality time but i i also want to feel sexy and like Mm -hmm. i want to you know have fun too so it's like now that i know that because of the communication because we were able to communicate that i'm like okay well let me make sure i'm making an effort because i want her to feel just as good yeah i mean and beautiful and sexy but yeah, sex and communication—you can do some things. Yeah, girl. Yes. That's a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. Yeah, no. Um, get you some selfless sex, yeah. people. Okay. <laughs> Holla at us once you get that. Right. I promise, it's, it's a life different changing. Game. It's yeah. selfless it's sex so, 2019. Okay. It's so different. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. For me, I think mine were a uh, compromise communication and vulnerability yeah vulnerability Um, is a big part yes absolutely other thing i want to say for people living together like there's a balance with sex because Mm -hmm. people think 
oh, we're going to live together and it's going to be every single night all the time, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it, it honestly, <laughs> for me, it took me a while because I, Javon would be like, Annalise, I have a meeting in the morning. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, you don't like me. Like, you don't, that is Bay and I. You, <laughs> don't, you don't like me. Like, that's what I'm taking from the situation is like, you don't want me. You don't. Mm-hmm. And and we he had to be, we had to like have some conversations about it. And it was be like, no, I am physically tired. And I think yeah. it's also because men and women, our bodies are different. Mm-hmm. Like men, they do what they got to do. And it's like night, night. I got to go to bed now. Women, it's like, okay. Right. Right. What's next? Right. Like Literally. I'm still here, so it's just bodily differences as well that play a part. But in the beginning, I was like, "So you don't like me?" Is that what you're saying? And now we're in like we figured it out. But in the first couple of like beginning, beginning, it was like we had to figure that part out too because it's yes. like it's it especially coming from a long distance relationship right. because yeah. when you're long distance, it's like I'm ripping your clothes off at the door. Yeah. Like yeah. as soon as I arrive, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. So yeah, it's it's. Yeah. It, we had a lot of transitioning to do because we came from getting on a flight long distance mm-hmm. to living and seeing each other every single day. Yeah. So, but yeah, you got that sex part is a big, it's a big Super component. Important. <laughs> yes. So before we wrap up, um, I wanted each of you to describe your partner in one hashtag. Um, and also, how do you think your partner would describe you in one hashtag? That's hard. That is hard. Honestly, this is gonna sound annoying, but for me, I'm giving Javon like hashtag perfect. I think he's just, <laughs> I, he's like just perfect for me. Like I, or I would say like hashtag unicorn because I think that like he's a magical, <laughs> mythical creature that just is hard. They're like one, they're one in a million. They're rare. Like I, it's either I'm gonna go with like hashtag perfect unicorn. How about that? <laughs> hashtag perfect unicorn. I like that. I feel like I had one on the train earlier and I can't remember, but. Okay, if I had to pick one for Bay, I guess I would say hashtag. Ooh, that's what it was. Hashtag my better half. Oh, because yeah. I really do feel like she's like my better half. Yeah, so. that's yeah. really sweet. That's <laughs> that is sweet. so cute. I think mine just would have been hashtag my person. Like yes, that's yeah. just cute. someone who, like you know, like I said before, I've prayed for mm-hmm. and yeah. I, everything I asked God, I was like, I want this, I want mm-hmm. that. I hope he's like this, is like that. He literally delivered to me in human form. Yeah. So yes, hashtag that's my cute. person. I love yes, it. That's really <laughs> sweet. Um, Javon's hashtag for me. I don't know. He's been saying a lot of nice things lately because it's my birthday. So he's really in his like sweet bag. Um, But he always says that like I'm the type of person that can get things done that maybe would take him like three hours to do. So like whatever hashtag he come up with me, it would be something about like intelligence because I think he 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 values the way I'm able to put things together and process things a lot because it's very different than what he can do. So I think he'd probably call me like I don't know like. (laughs) Hashtag my beautiful Einstein or something. <laughs> it, would be, it would be something with like intelligence though, because uh-huh. he's been saying a lot of really nice things about like mm, how I function and think and how much he admires that. Or if it was a time where I was being my normal self and like really messy, he would be call me like a beautiful mess, I think. Just like, <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I get in my messy bag and. Messy bag. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> sometimes he'll really look at me and he's like, babe. Is getting a little out of hand in here. And I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'll I'll get it together. <laughs> but one of those, something along those lines, mm-hmm. I feel like. And he also, he doesn't really use hashtags like that. So yeah, but, yeah. I feel like they're dying, but that's yeah. a, that's a yes. whole other conversation. We all work in digital, so we know right. it. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, I feel like for mine, I did ask Bay earlier. And okay, first of all, I was like, babe, I need a hashtag that she would um, use for me. And she was like, hashtag fuckable. I'm like, babe, <laughs> that is not okay. Okay. I can totally like, see her saying that. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> I need a, a better that's one. That's a really good um, answer. <laughs> so that was her first one. And then she said, hashtag blessed and busy. Mm. I don't really know because I feel like I'm not that busy in my head. I really? feel like I'm not that busy. You run a whole business. You <laughs> have a job like but i don't know i just i don't know i don't feel that busy so okay I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting but yeah i guess that's blessed and busy mm-hmm. that's I, I like that one javon what would your hashtag be because i didn't ask you yeah what's what would you what would be your hashtag for annalise how would you describe her in a hashtag how long does the hashtag need to be okay um Um, I'd say beautiful chaos. See, didn't I, yeah. I said a beautiful mess, right? Yeah. See, yeah. she didn't say that anywhere. You didn't pay attention. Look at that. I Y'all on the same wavelength. I knew it. I knew it. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. What would Davon's be for me? I was thinking something along the lines of like, hashtag my second chance or something um, only just because like he was telling me before he met me like he really wanted to be like on a, a journey of like self-love and discovering what it is that he needed and what he wanted because he got out of a terrible relationship and mm-hmm. he just wanted to focus on himself and <coughs> timely and untimely I came into his life and mm-hmm. he kind of was just like you know what okay no this feels good I want to be here yeah. I'm going to give this a try because I think he was giving, getting ready to give up on love yeah. so I'm really happy that I gave you a chance. Thank you. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. This episode, this might be one of my favorite episodes I've recorded today. Like, yes. Thank you both for coming. Like, I am so excited to release this to the world. So, thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you for having us. Yes. Yes. I'm glad I got to connect you too. Yeah. Yeah, Like, invite us to the wedding. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, it's going to be a whole thing. Yes. So, yes. So um, before we wrap up, you know, shout out what you have going on, where people can find you again, all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, I don't have anything super new going on. Just wait on it. I got some other things, but I can't really speak on it yet. Okay. okay. But um, again, just follow me on social media, guys. I love like I have a lot of followers that are always asking about like love and our relationship and how we make it work these days. Um, So just feel free to like reach out, ask me questions because I'm always I'm like so happy to give my my opinion and my take because I think it's important and people need to know healthy love is out there for millennials. Mm -hmm. It exists like you can have it. Yes. Healthy Mm -hmm. black love is out there. You can have it. It's possible. Um, So just I need to like change my hat name to like the love doctor or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I'm just kidding. But you can just find me at like I said at. Um, La L A underscore V I T A A underscore B E L L E E, um, and just reach out to me and follow me like a couple pics, you know, get my engagement numbers up, yes, etc. etc. Get my engagement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm literally following you right now. I'm looking at your page. Yay. Um, okay, so y'all can follow me on the gram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn if you want. Um, at Bianca Catherine, and it's at B-I-A-N-C-A, and Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Um, it's actually not my government name. Mm-hmm. Catherine is spelled, uh, my government name is K-A-T-H, not, or K-A-T-H-E, 
T-H-E-R-I-N-E. But I wanted to throw a Y in there because I thought it was mad cute. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so millennial. <laughs> you know, like, it's so cute, like me. But yeah. I did it like years ago and um, I kept it. So yes, you can find me um, on all those platforms with that handle. And then you can also follow Yo Soy Afro Latina, which is my lifestyle brand. Um, we have merch that's geared towards highlighting and bringing awareness to the black diaspora within Latin America and the Caribbean. Love it. Um, yes. So we have new merch that we just released, um, a crew neck and a tote, but I'm looking to go into the new year with more strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking to come out with new merch around um, African American History Month mm. and International Women's Day, so February and March. So stay yes. tuned. You guys can follow me on the gram or you can follow Yo Soy and, you know, just those notifications on yes i love Love it it. and where people can find me um on instagram via dot simone twitter via simone underscore you guys already know about Mm -hmm. the the bonnets and durags itunes and soundcloud make sure that you uh listen rate and subscribe there um the instagram and twitter and now facebook page uh for bonnets and durags is literally just bonnets durags no and in the middle um what else do i have going on oh yeah so the anniversary is coming up at the end of january And I want to have a party, so I'm trying to find a venue, so I'll definitely let you guys know. Yes. So I'll keep you guys. Is it the first third year or what year? This is the second year. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's like, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Two years. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, so, yeah, I'll keep you guys in the loop. But thank you so much for being here today. Yes. And out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for your constant words of kindness and encouragement. Thank you for your feedback and support and all of that. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. Like I said, don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud. Um, and make sure you follow us on social media. Um, Um, And until next time, I'll catch you in the next episode. And Happy New Year. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.